0: My name's Caitlin, and I'm looking to get the final rose, or maybe the first impression rose today.
1: What would be better for you? Is it the final rose or the first impression rose? Like, what would be more vindication?
0: The final rose means that you won, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, I, okay, I'll, get, I'll, go, I'll go final rose. I'll go final rose. <laughs> okay,
1: you want to win the whole thing. I respect that. I respect that. And I'm Zach... And on the most exciting podcast ever, we look at the demos, the data, and the drama, all that and more, coming up on Manipulating the Masses.
0: Don't give yourselves to
1: brutes, men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You, the people, have the power. All right. Today, we'll be taking data from previous seasons of the infamous reality show The Bachelorette. And we'll use this data to try to predict who will win the season, Caitlin. So first question for you is, you're not a reality show person. You've told me that many times. Have you watched any reality TV?
0: Yes, I used to be very into reality TV when I was a teenager. But, you know, once I hit adulthood, I was like, this shit is ridiculous. (laughs) And as I was watching The Bachelorette last night for homework, I, I remembered you said that you can't watch or read fiction anymore Mm, because you just can't suspend your disbelief
1: yeah yeah. i feel
0: that way about reality shows it's like okay
1: okay. it's so
0: unrealistic (laughs) and they're acting as if it's realistic at least fiction you're like okay i know it's fiction the probability of this happening is just not realistic (laughs) but at least you they they you know at least you have that so, I used to watch, I mean, in high school, I watched uh, Jersey Shore. Oh, classic. I don't know. Things on MTV. Remember MTV's oh, yeah, like, heyday yeah. of oh, reality yeah. TV?
1: Oh, definitely. They still got some good ones. Yeah. Like Are You The One? It's a great one. That one's still Which on. Which one? That's a great one. Are You The One? Have you seen it? No,
0: I've never heard of it.
1: Oh, it's a great one. It's like a dating show. I'm not going to get into it. We'll have to watch it. But that's a great one. Vanderpump Rules is a great one. 90 Day Fiance. These,
0: these are all recent reality shows that I have not even <laughs> attempted to watch. Uh,
1: it's, it's, it's such a good decompressor. I love watching other people's bad decisions. I loved
0: I love the classic MTV shows like um, Room Raiders. Mm,
1: next, <laughs> next. Next.
0: Next. Yes. oh
1: yeah yes oh definitely no
0: I like I like to watch like a and e shows like intervention <laughs> like people okay. like train wrecks <laughs>
1: yeah I, that's fair it's just like a different kind of train wreck you mentioned Jersey Shore my all-time favorite is on MTV UK it's called Geordie Shore and it's like an exact replica of Jersey Shore mm. like exact replica same aesthetic
0: yeah same yeah, yeah everything.
1: It is amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's my favorite. It's still going today, but it's it's terrible. But it's great. Yeah, I think you're right. Like. You got to know the difference and you got to know they're crafting a story and it's unscripted, but they're trying to piece together everything. So I get the suspension of disbelief. Like, I I understand that. I understand that. Anyway, we're going to focus on The Bachelor. That's the piano man of reality TV. Like, you're going to hear it. You know it's coming, but you're still going to watch anyway. And the show's actually in its 43rd season. So it's been on for a while since 2002, the format hasn't really changed, but they do multiple seasons a year. You're, you're doing the math in your head. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. They do two seasons a year.
1: Yeah. They do like one bachelor and then a, bachelor and a bachelorette every year. So they don't ah, okay. And those of you that don't watch the show, we're not assuming everybody's a bachelor or bachelorette fan. Uh, Like Caitlyn, the groups of men or groups of women are trying to woo a single bachelor, bachelorette, or vice versa. The show is iconic for contestants uh, receiving roses uh, if the lead person decides they want to continue their journey. Uh, I find it interesting that they have to call it a journey. And they can't call it a process or a show. It's always a journey. Very subtle, but important, I think.
0: Whoa! <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like it's like marketing language.
0: Do you know the reason behind that?
1: Yeah, I mean, they just don't want to sub- suspend that disbelief. They call it a journey because it's, a, it's supposed to be a love story, right?
0: love isn't a process.
1: Exactly. They want to make it seem like it's not forced or unedited. So they go through numerous rounds of the rose ceremonies, and at the end, if all goes to plan, the last person gets the final rose. They become engaged. So it's all a love story, right? The show, why I picked the show, is because it has a massive following and a community, numerous spin-offs, and it all started from this series. And in the most recent finale, which featured the first Black Bachelor, Matt James... Uh, It garnered over 6 million viewers. So it's a pretty big viewership, right? Like, I pulled some demo data because I thought that's where we usually start with our clients, right? Who is The Bachelor appealing to? Some very interesting numbers as far as age demographics. The most popular demographic is 65 and older. That's the most popular. Do you have any initial reactions to that? Like 65 and older being the most popular?
0: I think it's older women just wanting to relive those like butterfly feelings of like the first time you fell in love
1: that's not bad that's not bad I think you're right it is uh especially women is the biggest demographic 65 and older women the interesting fact is that on the men's side the most popular demographic is 25 to 34 so me my demographic so it's got some weird mix, I guess. It's got older women, 65 and older, and then men, it's 25 to 34. So it's like completely different age demographics. I was wondering, do you have any thoughts like young men and old women? Why would it be appealing to both, right?
0: I would think that maybe the men make sense, 25 to 34, because that's kind of the age where you're watching it with your fiance or the woman in your life and she's kind of obsessed, but it doesn't make sense that the demographic wouldn't echo on the woman's, on the female side mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little perplexed by that, but actually wait, I just came up with another answer for you. <laughs> okay. I think, yes, I think the men is 25 to 35 because they're watching it with the females in their okay. lives,
1: yeah.
0: like my age, the fiance's, the, you know, whatever. But there's so many more women watching this show that actually the 55 to 65 year old kind of take up the majority of that because there's so many more women. That's my analysis of it.
1: Yeah, the actual demographics for the viewerships uh, do skew women, but not heavily. It's like 64 That is so
0: weird to me then. Like, what is a 25 year old man half? <laughs> To do watching the bachelor, like, hey, don't you have sports hate. to watch?
1: Don't hey, I'm right
0: do here. You have basketball to watch. Oh, okay, don't
1: box us in. You don't need to box us into sports. We can watch The Bachelor. Jeez. I just, I I have no answer for you. I find it fascinating as well. The lowest demographic is actually for the 45 to 54-year-olds. So the boomers are like the lowest demographic. There's a spike in young people, 25 to 40-ish. And then it goes way down for the boomers. And then it spikes back up after they hit 55. So there's the window there that they don't really watch it The biggest discrepancy is 18 to 24 year olds where the women watch a lot of it while the that's the lowest of the men by almost no men 18 to 24 watch The Bachelor so I think you're onto something like they're the they're in a relationship yeah. they watch it with their partner. They become hooked. Yeah. I guess. It's, the yeah. Home life.
0: it's like after you graduate college, you're done partying and that's what you do on a Friday <laughs> night. It's just like cuddle up to your partner whatever. Or
1: Tuesday, you know, like whatever. That's when it's released. Okay, but whatever, Tuesday night, you whatever. know. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. So I thought that was very interesting because when we do a lot of product demos for marketing companies, we usually see it like match up men and women for the most part. But but seeing those huge discrepancies between age is is fascinating. And then I mentioned this. We're going to do this throughout. We're going to take a look at the data behind it and try to predict the winner for the season going on now featuring the Bachelorette, Michelle Young. So my first question to you, do you feel personally that you follow your head or your heart more which one do you feel like you follow more often your head or your heart
0: god do i know the difference between the two (laughs) i don't even know i know that as a woman i am way more emotional than men i know that as for myself so i would say heart
1: you would say you lead with your heart more okay 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 I would say my head more, but it splits for women in general. It splits about 50-50. In general, 52% that they lead with their head, 48% they lead with their heart, compared to men where 70% say they lead with their head and 30% say they lead with their heart.
0: When you're saying you lead with your head, does that mean you're kind of like analyzing the situation, looking for red flags, making sure that you're compatible on paper before you even like put any emotion into it.
1: I would classify that as leading with your head. You're really like analyzing how this would work rather than just feeling, right?
0: Oh, I'm 110% heart then. Mm,
1: backtracking already. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah, you like feel things right away. Yeah, yeah. That needs to go right, and you've clearly had some bad relationships in your life, right? Clearly. No,
0: I actually, I actually uh, go back to our conversation about like employees where you're like, Caitlin, don't be friends with employees because they're going to leave. And I'm like, I just want to take them under my wing and like really foster them and like hold on to them for our livelihood. And you're like, nope, don't do it.
1: <laughs> well, that, that makes fair. But that's why we're good partners. Because yeah. I'm all head and you're all heart. Yeah. And that's everybody needs a little and bit like, of both. When
0: people leave, I'm just devastated, like crying in the corner. <laughs> and you're like, dude, I told you this was going to happen. <laughs>
1: It it hurts me right, you know? The difference with The Bachelor viewer now is that the women skew a little more to their head overall. However, Bachelor viewers skew to their heart. So people interviewed who watch The Bachelor say they follow their heart more often, 60% compared to 40% that follow their head. So I find that interesting. It appeals to these people that lead with their heart, that believe in these love stories. And here's some facts they ran some focus groups on Bachelor viewers. Here's some facts about Bachelor viewers that they be- that they skew higher than the average U.S. adult, right? So a Bachelor viewer is more likely to think a wedding should be a large celebration with lots of mm. people. Now, you just had a wedding. Do you believe that? Yes. Okay. So you, uh, So you fit that demo. Okay, good. They're more likely to believe families can be loving and supportive without a typical family structure. So like step dads, step moms, do you believe that? Are you on board?
0: Yeah, absolutely. But I'm going to let you finish, but I do have a comment on like the family structure. That was my initial gut reaction was I hated in the first episode of The Bachelorette how much they love their family and how much of a great family (laughs) upbringing they had. Because I'm like, can't you just have a fucked up childhood like the rest of us? <laughs> like, all every single candidate was like, I love my brother. I We might as well have been yeah. a fraternity. Like, I yeah. love my family so much. I'm like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> you, that family structure barely exists. But
1: the Bachelor people know that. They're appealing to their demo. Because the next thing that Bachelor viewers think more of themselves is family over everything. Uh, they believe that family over everything they're more likely oh to believe than the average US. So they know that they lean into that and they played it. They that.
0: really did. That is something I picked up on. So that makes mm. a lot of sense to oh, me. Yeah. I'm like, and me, I'm I'm like, can't you just be a train wreck like the rest of us? <laughs> like have a few hiccups in your life. Fuck you. <laughs>
1: Maybe those will come out later episodes. So the Bachelor viewers also more likely to think that they're judgmental. So they're more likely to think that they're judgmental over the average U.S. citizen. They're more likely to think, I don't really care what other people think about me. So they're more likely to be like, I don't give a shit. This one's interesting. They're more likely to have a hard time saying no to their children. So all Bachelor children are assholes. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're more likely to get input from other people when making decisions. So they rely on other people. I think that's that family over everything, right? Now, this is the most interesting one, and I want to explain it with you. They're more likely to think that they're judgmental, but they're also more likely to think that they do not pass judgment to other people. Which doesn't seem to match up to me. Like you're not judgmental, but you don't pass judgment on to other people. And I was thinking about this and I related to this because you hear me. I I consider myself, I got, I got a judgmental side. Let's be honest. I don't hide that. But also, in everyday life, I, I don't think I pass it. I internalize it. Thank you, therapy. And that's why I watch the <laughs> reality TV, so I can shit talk and get that out of my system. Because the people on this show are signing up for yeah. it. Yeah. They're actively participating in something that's going to get you judged by millions, right? Yeah. So I see that working out. It seems contradictory, though. They're more likely to think that people in general are good rather than bad. They're more likely to wish that their in-laws would stay out of their business. This is really relevant to you. I was going to ask you, you now have f- official in-laws. Are you ready for them to stay out of your business? Do you agree with that?
0: <laughs> no, we have. I have the greatest in-laws ever because they're not like... I could see how in-laws just, like, involve themselves into your life. My in-laws do not do that. It's like, yeah, there's definitely separation between church and state there. Hmm.
1: Spoken like a true newlywed, huh? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Ask me again in two years.
1: (laughs) They are more likely to consider themselves a hopeless romantic, and they're more likely to only be happy when they're in a relationship So Codependency. Hmm. Codependency on The Bachelor. But I think that speaks to the viewership, right? The family's important, they're judgmental, they really are a hopeless romantic. And you can see that play out in how they edit and how they craft the story and how they put together these stories. And that's what I think is interesting about The Bachelor. Every season, they're done filming by the first episode so the editors and the producers and everything on the back end already know who's going to win the series so it's like reverse engineering a love story right you have to take these little tidbits that happen naturally and try to place them to create a coherent story and it's storytelling right we talk about that in marketing all the time
0: yes
1: yeah that's what I really find interesting crafting a story to make it seem authentic and natural and a love story no less based on random happenings that go so, on. So,
0: The Bachelorette is finished filming before the editors and post-production even get started?
1: Yeah, I don't know if they get started, but by the time the first episode airs, they know. Like, they have plenty of time after filming's done to edit, produce, make it a coherent oh, story. Oh. Yeah, So, yeah.
0: okay, so... Yeah, so they might do like a first round of editing, but then by the end of it, they'll kind of go back and insert clips to fit their narrative.
1: Exactly. And they're probably editing that first episode, They but they at least know who goes really far and who's the final three and who's the final four. So they try to paint them in a good light because they want the viewers to root for them. They want them to subliminally root for the love story. They want you to root for the winner from the start. Yeah. It's it's very interesting. I had you watch the first episode. You were telling me off screen how much you hated it, which is vindication for me. But had you picked your top three, had you picked your number one, and I'm very interested to see how those subliminal messages worked on someone who doesn't watch the show. So top three. Top I think three.
0: based off of what I already what we just discussed, it's so obvious to me. Okay, Did, well, actually do you I want us to say it on three.
1: Oh, okay. You want us to say it on three? Who the winner is or top three?
0: Who we think the winner will be.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. One, two, three. Nate. Oh, you think it's Nate? I did. Oh, okay. Okay, Nate. Okay. Nate's in my top three i think it's gonna be joe you think it's gonna be nate this is already working out so well okay so i think it's gonna be the guy from minnesota who plays basketball and i'll explain my reasoning why but first why do you think nate like why
0: because of the story they crafted, they gave him a lot of uh, screen time at the beginning. Mm. And knowing that you had me do this homework assignment, I might've been like over analyzing it where I was like, I know they're going to craft a narrative. And it seems too obvious to me. Like maybe they give that second runner up or third runner up the most amount of screen time. So mm. you're super invested in this person. I do think Joe is going to go far, For sure, especially with the clips, like they give a little preview to the rest of the season. You can pick him out, you know, down the line. So I know he's definitely going to go far, but I don't I don't like him.
1: (laughs) You don't like him. okay? why not?
0: I think so. They had a conversation in the DMs, right?
1: Yes. yes. And then he
0: ghosted her Ah. and then all of a sudden he shows up you know, however long later and on The Bachelorette when prior to that, he had so many other opportunities mm. to slide back into her DMs and be like, Hey, let's kick this off. Like I'm, you know, he explained himself. He was like, I had a lot going on. There was a George Floyd protest going on. So he explained that portion of it away, but there was a huge chunk of time before the DM situation (laughs) and the bachelorette where he could have easily picked, you know, rekindled the romance. Mm -hmm. And um, I think uh, he's on there to play that like wild card.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Now this was my question later, but you brought it up. Do you consider that ghosting? If you just exchange a couple DMs and then you stop talking, it's not texting. It's not like you're, 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 is that ghosting? Do you consider that ghosting? You would just exchange a couple DMs, like move on with your life, right? I thought that was blown out of proportion.
0: I do. I do.
1: You do. Because, you do.
0: Listen, you lead with your head, I lead with my heart. So, once oh. we exchange a conversation and it gets to a point where it clearly got to a point where they were like, "Okay, you know, what's the what's the next step here? Do we go meet for coffee or mm. whatever it is?" I'm emotionally invested in this conversation (laughs) as a woman. And I think that's the difference between men and women.
1: Ah, that's fair. Okay, yeah, that's fair.
0: So everything made sense to me. Like, I think he's (laughs) flat out ghosted her. And you're like, no way, that's not ghosting. Like, move on.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. I was like, to me, that's nonsense. That's nonsense. I don't know. I see your point, but at the same time, I'm like, it's not like you're exchanging numbers. It's not like you met in person. Ghosting to me is like you meet in person and then you just drop off. Yeah. And you have a nice time and then it just kind of like fizzles out, right? Like that's ghosting.
0: I view it as 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 soon as you exchange conversations and you're in a conversation together. Like if I ask you a question and all of a sudden I don't get a response, I'm gonna be like, what the fuck? Why (laughs) did I just spend the last week talking to you? Like I'm already invested. And me as a woman, I'm already planning my future with you.
1: Oh God. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm not saying you're (laughs) wrong, but... Okay, so we got Nate, Joe. Who's your third? Who's your third?
0: Clayton. Mm,
1: Yep, I had Clayton too. I had Clayton too. So we had the same top three. We had the same top three. Nice.
0: My reasoning for Clayton is her first impression was like, oh, he's got swag, even though I totally disagree. He does not have (laughs) any swag in my opinion. And he's like a little bit strange, Like, his facial expressions are very weird to me.
1: Look at you, like, talking shit. Oh,
0: Oh, I'm so judgmental. I I judge (laughs) everyone. Give me a break. (laughs) And, God, what other... I I don't know. I I think I just felt like he was... He's almost going to be, like, the safety player. Like... Mm. He's going to be consistent, but none of the viewers are ever going to fall in love with him.
1: Oh, uh,
0: Nate, on the other hand, like his expressions are in his face and like, Mm. you can clearly like, I don't know. He had swag to me. He Mm. like really put himself out there. He talked about his family not being super like close.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree he had some authentic moments. So, so I give you my reasoning on Nate, why I didn't pick him between Nate and Joe. Wait, he
0: wasn't even was he in your top three.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was in my top three. Okay. Nate was in okay. my top three. Nate, Joe, Clayton. Me
0: too! Okay. I know.
1: Same thing. Now, I didn't pick Nate uh, because I think they always give someone a good edit when they're trying to prep them to be the Bachelor of the next season.
0: Oh! Yeah,
1: so I think they're prepping him. I think he's going to be top two, and then they're going to make him the Bachelor of the next season. So that's me on Nate.
0: Oh, I, I love that. And if I had known that, I might have made the same decision as you mm, because yeah. I am totally emotionally invested in Nate. Like, I mm. love him. <laughs> Nate, if you're around... <laughs> just kidding. I just got married. I also wavered. I actually um, crossed out a name. Can you oh, guess? who? I replaced someone with Joe... Because I was oh. like, Joe's gonna go to the finale because he's the wild card. Mm. But I had someone else initially. Can you guess?
1: Oh, was it? Uh, was it the tech CEO guy who had like a big smile, curly hair? I can't remember his name.
0: No, it was the. <laughs> it was Rick.
1: Oh, Rick, the the entree dude. Yeah. Yeah, the guy whose head was a, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. He had a very expressive face, too. He had a face made for TV. Yes, he does. Yeah.
0: He's like an Aaron Rodgers knockoff.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Did you know Aaron Rodgers' brother was on the show a few seasons ago? He won. He was on. Holy
0: fuck. Yeah,
1: it was Aaron Rodgers' brother.
0: That is coming back to me. That is coming back to me.
1: But you're right. He he does look like an Aaron Rodgers knockoff. And I had this knockoff later. But how much did you expect it when he came out of there to be super short? <laughs> yes! and, yeah, like he was like masking his shortness. And he was just trying to get over that hump of being short by playing that. I expected him to be like super, super short, right? That
0: is so funny because I was like kind of like – very tense when he started coming out of the table. I thought he might yeah. be a, a,
1: a small person. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I thought the same thing. It made sense, right? It was like a good way. I was like, that's a good intro, man. Good one. Good one. Okay. So you you did pick up some, some stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Can I just say one other thing? I yeah. love Deep. I don't think he's yeah. going to go very far, but he was – His first impression, he said that his dopamine is through the roof, and I thought that was the nerdiest, funniest thing I ever heard.
1: I love (laughs) that, too. That's a great opening line. Did you think about what your opening line would be? No. No. They had a a creative art director. Yeah, yeah. They
0: did. They did.
1: Yeah. I thought you'd be watching him pretty closely. I
0: know. I was... I had I had my eye on him not for like looks wise but like figuring out what he was doing. Um yeah. I hated the people that came out of the woodwork with creative intros. I hated that. <laughs> I thought it was so fucking corny. I was if I were, I was like I would have come out of the limo straight up, great to meet you. Mm. Everyone who did like a quirky thing Like, seemed even more nervous to meet Michelle, because they're like, oh, I hope Mm. she laughed at this stupid (laughs) fucking idea I just came up with.
1: Yeah, I actually did some research into that, and I was curious about that. Did those over-the-top intros ever end up winning zero times has someone won zero yes there have been many rudder ups, second places that came in with like weird over the top quirky intros but zero times has the winner come out with like a weird entry and i'm considering over the top there's there's a few where they brought a gift yeah but like over the top none of them have worked none of them that, have
0: I love that you looked into that
1: oh of course I was curious this is the data analysis podcast I had to know what else did you get
0: the fire truck <laughs> I also was tracking up at the fire I actually yeah. love the guys. Like, I love how they just like,
1: yeah. they call
0: each other, like, oh, my boy's got the rose. Like, they have this like camaraderie <laughs> on that first night where I'm like, yeah, yes, yeah. like, I love them. <laughs> um, but the fire truck scenario where he came in on the little fire truck. Yeah. And I was like, God, Michelle has so much patience because that took him like five minutes to fucking push along. And I was like, if it were me, I'd be like, hurry this up. Like, yeah. let's go. I get it. I got 30 more I of these. I get it.
1: You know? i like, <laughs> yeah. geez, settle down.
0: And then the other firefighter comes in on a real fire truck. And all the men <laughs> are like, oh, you just got schooled. Like His
1: face. And then where the one guy was like, oh, he's a good looking dude. And like, the, he just turns and he's like, hmm. What, what are you doing, man?
0: <laughs> I love that scene. That was my favorite. I love
1: that, too. So good. So good. Okay. So you bought in. I like that you actually watched it. You didn't just try to sneak this out. Nice. Yeah,
0: I'm judgmental, so mm. I have some judgments.
1: I told you. This is a great release. So let's start out from the foundation. We talked shit on the series. I love it. I, I will mention the guys... When it's the Bachelorette and the guys are together, there is that camaraderie. It's very interesting. And they're in it, but they become bros. The women, they become friends later, but they end up, it's like clicky. They have like one friend that they rely on, but there's the competition aspect front and center when the women are there, men are like bros. And do you I think, think that's yeah, like what so do you
0: think? true of real life. I think that's so indicative of how I look at a woman. My woman. My initial reaction is judging, looking mm. up and down, figuring out what she's wearing, what her hair looks like, what yeah. her makeup looks like. And I hate that about myself. But I, and I'm actually, I like, that's a, I need to, <laughs> I need to kind of, do some internal (laughs) reflections. But I think all women do that. Their immediate mm, yeah. gut reaction is to judge, whereas men don't give a shit at all. No, not
1: and, really. Yeah. But then
0: women, being very emotional, get to know each other and then they're like, yeah. you're my best friend for life. Let's yeah,
1: go. I totally Whereas that.
0: men, it's totally flipped because I, I noticed in a couple of previews that the men were like maybe fighting a little bit.
1: Oh, yeah. There's always drama, but they get it. Men get into so it later. So first, they're like, season. yeah, you you're
0: my bro. But then it's a competition.
1: Yeah. It turns. And, you're
0: like, and they're like, wait, I don't need any friends. I don't need any new friends. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But that's very indicative of how women react initially to each other.
1: I agree. And that's why I love this show. I think it's a great social experiment. They call it a journey. I call it an experiment.
0: <laughs> it's like a
1: psychological breakdown. Yeah. And I think it's interesting when you watch later in the episodes, at first they're like, Oh my God, she's so pretty. They're falling for her. And the first night and you're like, okay, nonsense, right? Like that, that's ridiculous. But the way that they structure the show, the later in the season for 10 weeks, you're in this world where all you're thinking about is one person. And all you're talking about is one person. And, and it wraps you like, oh, everything revolves around this person and they actually start to fall for them later in the season and, and they yeah. get wrapped up. The show on the surface, very fascinating. But let's take a look. Overall, there's been 42 seasons, 25 seasons of The Bachelor, 17 seasons of The Bachelorette. Out of all of those, out of all those 42 couples with engagements, only 15 are still together. So... It's about a 35% success rate. Now, I wanted to compare that against the average U.S. citizen. So, in 2020, the average divorce rate for first-time marriages is 41%. So, overall, first marriages have a success rate of 59%, while Bachelor has a 35% success rate. So... That tells us maybe don't meet your person on a reality TV series and maybe don't get engaged after three months of being together. Maybe there's better plans. But I want to give you the stat. 100% of previous winners have had their background featured at the beginning, like their backstory played. Uh. Yeah, like they give a little background of the person. What they do, and they can't do all 30, but every single season, the winner has been featured. So that narrows it down totally. right away. Yeah. Right? And I was going to ask you, do you have any backgrounds that stood out to you that you, like, still stick with you of any backstory?
0: All three. Well, Nate. Nate, Nate and yeah. um, was Clayton? Wait, I'm sorry. Fuck. Was Clayton the white guy?
1: Yeah, Clayton had a backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the white guy who had uh his brother was like he's a fraternity with his brothers, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got mixed up. Okay, so yeah, Clayton had a background and Nate had a background. Joe didn't have a background.
1: Yeah, he did. Joe had a background. Oh yeah, but he had a background. He was like, I'm from Minnesota, I'm a real estate He was
0: playing basketball.
1: Yes, yes. Uh he was like the real estate Uh, He, they showed him in a house, like working in the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he had a backstory, but all three of them did. So I think that's going to bring them far. What did you think of the background of the dude who got kicked out night one, the vineyard farmer dude who came in with all the notes on the Bachelor? I hated
0: him right away, and I
1: (laughs) yeah hated him
0: right away. Oh my God. I mean, who drives a tractor? And I think he was, he was painted that way to be like this cocky asshole Mm, driving a tractor, standing up with his shirt off. Like, give me a fucking break. And His his jeans, you probably didn't notice this, but like he has the thickest thighs and his jeans just like suction cup to his thighs. And that's like the most unattractive thing I've ever seen in my life. So yeah, you just, you kind of hate him right away. Yeah, And then like, I think the ice cream thing was so over the top. I hate I already told you I hated all those quirky intros. Yeah, yeah. Um so
1: that
0: was my that was that was the background on that.
1: my personal opinion is that yes, when they found out some of the stuff that he had been Like taking notes on how to not be portrayed. Like, me coming from a data analyst perspective, like, whatever, you know, like, do some research. If you, if you understand the show and how it functions, you're gonna do a little better. Like, You're preparing. You know it's going to be a TV show, even if you're there to find love. Like, eh, that doesn't bother me.
0: But that's where the reality TV portion pisses me off. Because they were like, hey, Rick, or I think his name's Rick, or whoever it was, bring your notes to the show. Like, this will be, Mm. like, oh, my God. That, the whole notes thing was planted. Like, sure, if you want to do your analysis, I don't see anything wrong with that, just like you. Like, I really don't. but don't bring them on the show like that's so stupid (laughs) and i don't think that was him i think that was like the reality tv show planting notes for those two girls to find it like give me a fucking break
1: it was it was producers 100 percent. like a producer's manage they they divvy up the contestants and one of the producers probably found out that he brought notes and then they framed it as like to send the two girls in to do inspections on the hotel room and they did two random ones that were fine to set it up and it was really so they could find the notes so they could tell Michelle on the first night like this this guy's got notes on how to perform
0: I hated those two women
1: yeah (laughs) I hated those two women you didn't like them? I
0: hated them Chris
1: Harrison the old host got kicked off he had some uh, bad things to say about a previous contestants choices the whole thing not great with the two new hosts i agree i agree mm, yeah i'll just leave it at that
0: i know i can make judgments right now but i'm like I, I i shouldn't i shouldn't
1: it's okay i'm with you though female
0: power female you know, power yeah. you know you host get your money girl mm. but like oh god there's so many cringy moments with them It
1: just bothers me, like, with the female empowerment angle, it makes me mad that it was a one-man host, and then when they brought in women, there's two of them. Like, that pisses me off a little bit. Like, pick one, have them be the host. I'm all for the women, but two for one. That's actually
0: a really good point, because I think that's probably half the reason I hated both of their personalities, was because they were together, and they framed them like little, like... elves (laughs) like just going and fucking with shit versus like a host should have like confidence when they walk they should demand everybody's attention when they walk in the room and these two women i felt like were just like sneaky and like Mm. oh we want to uncover drama and they're hiding behind the bushes and like
1: yeah so true okay so then we've done the backgrounds. They go to the limos. We talked about the entrances. None of the quirky entrances have won. None of them worked for you. None. The Well, uh,
0: <laughs> So uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. I hated. I hated that.
1: Oh, yeah. Me too. Uh let me give you the reason why I picked Joe over Nate is because Subliminal Messaging is back. It's back with us. It's back with the entrances. You have to pay attention to the music that comes on as they enter. The quirky ones will have this goofy, funky, like tuba yep. fun music.
0: Clown music.
1: Yes. For the winner, they always pick this inspirational, swelling orchestra music. They just picked this music because they want it to be a moment, right? Subliminally, they want this to be the beginning of the love story, so they make it swelling fairy tale. Nate didn't really have anything, he was like, it was nice, but it wasn't typical, oh. you know. Would Joe, when he came in, had this silence and then soft piano and then it built into this crescendo. So that's why I think Joe is going to end up because they're trying to set the scene subliminally that this is the pairing while Nate is going to be the bachelor. So there's my theory. I did love one other guy, pizza guy. (laughs) uh he was like but and then threw the pizza dough in the air and I was like what a waste of pizza dough like god damn it man (laughs) what if I was hungry you know god damn uh and his quote my favorite quote of the whole episode was I change lives one slice at a time which I think could be applied to everything you know I enjoyed that his haircut's terrible but you know what we'll overlook that the other guy I liked was the frosted tips guy that just like did a flip, and that was his thing. He just like
0: took off his jacket and did a backflip.
1: <laughs> like that wouldn't you over it? Like you're at a bar. Like can I buy you a drink? Flip? Absolutely not. You know?
0: <laughs> Didn't he say something after that where it was like, "What was his pickup line?" It was like, "I'm flipping falling for you." And that's what that was the cringiest moment. Not him specifically, but every single like Corky entrance. I was just like, poor Michelle. She has to entertain these people and like put a smile on her face and like come up with something nice to say where I would have been like, okay, bro, move on. Like if that (laughs) were to happen to me at a bar, I'd be like, move on.
1: Cold, cold. I didn't think the flip dude was the cringiest part, was the flip. I thought it was the frosted tips was the cringiest part. Like that was pretty cringy to me. (laughs) so we're through the intros let's get back to the data for a little bit I did want to talk about the first impression rose because you mentioned it in the intro it's the rose they give out on the first night whoever makes the best first impression I did some data research on this one found this fascinating so it's a big win. You get the first impression rose, like you are promised to go forward. It's a big deal. But there's a distinct difference between bachelors and bachelorettes who give out the first impression rose. The bachelorette or female lead has ended up getting engaged to the person 7 out of 12 times. To the person they gave to the first impression rose. Seven out of 12 times. And Nate got the first impression rose. So I can see why you picked him. The Bachelor, on the other hand, has ended up getting engaged to only two out of 15 first impression rose people. So there's a distinct difference. And one doesn't really count because he gave a first impression rose to like five women. So, you know, that uh, one out of 14, kind of. I have a theory. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have a theory. Let me give you the numbers. Let me give you the numbers. The bachelorette ends up getting engaged 58% of the time to the person they gave the first impression rose, 58% conversion rate. The men, the bachelor is only a 13% first impression rose to engagement. So what's your impression? What's your theory?
0: I mean, I think it's so obvious that it goes back to how women are emotionally invested and guys lead with their heads. Let's call it heads, but I'm also going to say lead with their dick. Like the, the hottest girl in the room is for sure getting a first rose yeah, yeah, if I wrong. were a guy.
1: Yeah. Whereas
0: like women are like, Nate is so charismatic he has this beautiful story like fuck I was so invested in him
1: and I was gonna say when we were talking about leading with our head or our heart I was gonna say I spent a long time leading with (laughs) Leading with something else, but I didn't want to. But you let it.
0: I'll say it for the both of us.
1: Thank you, thank you. My other theory is that women are more accustomed to being actively courted. They're more used to being hit on, especially these beautiful women. Like they're, they're they're accustomed to it, so they can like weed out these bullshit and nonsensical people. While men, yeah, like they get hit on, but I just think it's at a way less frequency. And when you just combine that and it's 30 women in one night actively coming at you, I could see the men just like short circuiting, like, pick I don't know. Pick the hottest one. Yeah, like pick the hottest one. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> That makes sense to me. I thought the disparity between women and their first instincts on people versus men and their first instincts on people. Do you think it's also like the fact that women follow through with what they're like? They they gave the first impression rose to that person. So they're like committed. So they're really trying to make it work while men are like. Yeah, you made a good first impression. Whatever, there's thirty other women. Like, I don't care.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, like it's it's like they're emotionally invested. I think
0: that's a good point, but also, I, I yeah, just like the way I interact with people, even women, like. I'll meet a woman and I know that I love them. Like I know that we're yeah. going to be friends for the rest of our lives. So at that moment, like I, I already am invested. Whereas men again, that you're not invested. You're, yeah. Yeah. you can cut your feelings off, but I think that's a really good point.
1: So I want to compare this to, we run this a lot of, we run a lot of e-commerce sites. So I took one of our larger e-commerce sites and I wanted to compare this to buying behavior mm. from the marketing end, like how many times a new person will purchase something right away versus someone, a returning user that's been to the site before buys right away. And I wanted to compare this with men and women and the first impression rose. So we have a large e-commerce client. Revenue between men and women is split 50-50. Overall revenue is split 50-50. So I thought this was a good starting point. However, women purchase at double the rate on their first visit to a website, so they're twice as likely, if they've never been to the website before, to make a purchase. Even if they've never viewed it. While men are more likely to purchase after visiting three or more times, men are double likely to purchase after they visit three or multiple times. So I think that ties into the buying behavior and this first impression rose. It's the same situation. Women go with their instincts. This is a good product. I sense it. I like the reviews. I'm okay. If it's not the best site, it's good. Men are like, "Mm, okay, let's see. I'll think about it. Like, mm, maybe it'll come back.
0: I'm just, I'm dying right now. I'm cracking up at this idea that you're really, that, you have related The Bachelor to buying power. <laughs> like, that's what I'm cracking up about right now.
1: Yeah, well, I have data analysis, baby. Data analysis. I can
0: even look at, like, my husband and I's purchasing decisions where I think, mm, yeah, I think, to your point, it's like, if I go to a website, I see the reviews, I know that I want it. I'm going to buy it. And then I also know that I can return it. <laughs> so yeah, we leading back to the bachelor a little bit. You're like, I know I can return you. <laughs> and I still have 30 suitable bachelors on my back. You know, so yeah. it's like, I have so many options out there. Whereas men, it's like, I need to be very meticulous because I have one shot because not every day that women come knocking on my door.
1: Yeah, that's a very fair point. I have never returned an online item before, and I bought things online and I've not liked them, never returned. <laughs> Yeah, it's too much of a hassle. Like, I'm like, whatever. I'm committed. I made a decision. Like, I got a deal.
0: Oh, I'm always like, that's my backup plan. Always. I know I can return it. Before I ever purchase something, I look at their return policy.
1: So I think it's the same type of situation. You're in here. You got 30 options to buy, quote unquote. But you're going to make a decision. And we see that decision making on the gender level for shoes as well as ropes. Roses, right? Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. Anything else in the episodes? We're, we're through the first impression rose, the rose ceremony. It's pretty basic from there. Did you have any other parts that's, that stood out?
0: I hated, if I were Michelle, I would hate the idea when she first came down the stairs and it took her like five minutes to get down the <laughs> stairs yeah, and you yeah. have 30 men ogling at you. And they're kind of like, oh, there she is, the woman of the hour. Like, mm, I hate yeah. that idea. It was <laughs> so cringy to me. You
1: never had that, like, Cinderella moment as a kid? You never wanted that?
0: I did, but with one man, uh, not 30. Like, okay. there's something predatory <laughs> about 30 men <laughs> being like, Touché. there she Touché. is, like, just waiting to get their paws on you. Like, uh, that's fucking
1: yeah, okay. freaky to me. Yeah, I hated it. Yeah
0: it was so cringy
1: mm, I'm with you on that I'm and with then you. yeah
0: just her being like the center of attention always and men like really like whisking her away at any moment yeah. was very like it was predatory
1: I think that's a very fair point especially when it's flipped and women are whisking them away it's still pretty predatory you know that translates
0: like if you made it to the bachelorette like you as a woman you know you're hot you know you're fire you know you have something to offer I don't need to stand in the middle of a room with 30 men around me telling me how beautiful I am telling me how like like how much they want to get to know Me, like, bro, I already know that about myself. Like, I'm on the fucking bachelorette. Like, don't tell me that. Let's start a real conversation. So, that was like the other part I picked up on.
1: It's like a hinge profile coming to life. Like, the women are like, hey, Hey, and all the men try to be creative, and uh, never works out. It just ends up being awkward in the same shit. Yeah, they're
0: like, "Wow, you look beautiful tonight." Like, if I were Michelle, I'd be like, "Yeah, bro, I fucking know." Like, I got a whole team behind me. I'm wearing yes, I got a hairdresser, I got a makeup artist, I got a designer dress on. Like, I know I look good. Don't I? Don't need your opinion. Yeah,
1: that (laughs) is totally fair. But
0: that's why I'm not the Bachelorette.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't. don't think you'd be cast. I I don't think you'd make it. You touched on the other thing why I like this show. They get I mean everybody's hot. They get everybody that's good looking but they pull these people from this like the best looking person from whatever bumfuck town someone who has always been the hottest person someone who has never heard a no always drawn the eye and then they slap them all in a room together and I just love that because as the series goes on like their ego starts to just disintegrate and they just start to mentally grapple with the real world. It is like it's it's so sweet. It's like the Uh.
0: Spider-Man meme. Where they're all like pointing at each other. Like, yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. you're the most beautiful person in your town? No, I'm the most beautiful person. Like, we can't both be the most beautiful person in this room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're all pointing at each other. You say
1: you hated it, but I'm getting some inklings that you kind of liked it a little bit, Caitlin. I just
0: know how to analyze things. <laughs> I think that's my English major brain where it's like, let's analyze yeah. the shit out of all of this.
1: So. I wanted to take this back to marketing for a second. We've talked about storytelling, a vital part of marketing. And that's what The Bachelor is. It's a love story. It's storytelling. Do you see any similarities between how we craft a brand story and brand messaging to how The Bachelor takes unscripted events and tries to parse together a coherent love story? Do you see the same tactic when we approach a brand and we try to take these unhinged segments about the owner, about the company, about the products, and you try to craft a story. Do you see any similarities with what these editors and producers do and what we do as marketers?
0: I think they're picking a very ordinary moment and making it something extraordinary, which is what Mm, we do. So when we're getting the story from brands, it's often like, you know, Hey, yeah, I came from, uh, Oh God, what's an example? Like, um, Oh, I'm a, I'm a woman owned business, like on the mm, surface. That's very, yeah. very ordinary and maybe common, but it's up to us as marketers to say, she's a woman owned business. She fought her battles yeah. through the corporate ladder. She underwent all of these like hiccups and road and speed bumps. And so we, we like kind of infuse details that make it more relatable to the user and make it more relatable to the customer. So the bachelor, the bachelorette, you know, you say, oh, I'm from Minnesota, Joe, as an example, it's like. That's very ordinary on the surface, but then they say, oh, I'm from Minnesota and I had to deal with the George Floyd killings and I rent properties over there. And so now you're very invested in that person because you have a story behind it.
1: And that's why they give backgrounds of the eventual winner, because that's how you get investment, right? It's the same thing we do with business owners. Like we tell them people will buy your products. They'll like your products, of course, your services, of course, but they will come back and they will buy because of you and your story and your brand. If you tell them the background of why you're doing this, that is a key element. And I see The Bachelor utilizing the same tactics. They're trying to get you to buy into a love story just by giving you background from sh- shit that happens.
0: One one example in terms of like a purchaser, I look at leggings. And like I have the option to buy from Lululemon who is kind of renowned for having just like the hot girl leggings. Like if you <laughs> have a Lululemon stamp, you're a hot girl. But I look for leggings like this, company called girlfriend that preaches the sustainability all of their leggings are built out of recycled yeah. water bottles oh, and nice. then they give back to some sort of community and like there's a story oh. crafted behind that so do i want to be a hot girl or do i want to help the, the earth in some fashion it's like hot okay, girl just- or
1: eco girl huh An eco
0: yeah girl. yeah <laughs> yeah so those are, those are the stories that I buy from. I have two, I have so many options as a consumer. I'm going to buy from a story versus yeah. a, a product.
1: Knowing the demographics of the show, what brands, if you were running, if you're the marketing manager of a company and you're putting together a campaign, what brands would you recommend being placed in the show? Any brands that speak to you, both women 65 plus and men 25, 25 to 34. Ooh.
0: Ooh, great question. So we've already said this. You're putting 30 of the hottest people in the United States in a room. So as a, you know, as a consumer, as a purchaser, you're looking at these people and yeah. saying I want to look like mm. them. I want to be them. So potentially, I mean, I just mentioned leggings, maybe an athletic oh, brand. Oh, yeah, good
1: call. Okay.
0: Because you're saying, "Hey, look better <laughs> than your neighbor." Um, maybe
1: Or you're tapping into that judgmental side, like better than your neighbor. Good tagline. Good (laughs) tagline.
0: Look better than the second hottest person on the planet by investing in (gasps) not a bad campaign.
1: Not a bad campaign.
0: um, Alcohol for sure. Maybe like what else do they do? Oh, they travel maybe like a traveling agency. I would sell what is reflected on the show, Mm -hmm. which is hot people, uh, yeah. A good time and traveling, love. Oh, maybe fucking diamonds.
1: Oh, Kenny Jeweler. That's a good. That's one. a good placement. That's a good one. They have like Neil Lane come in at the end, and it's a like a promotional p- product placement, and they can pick out the engagement ring yeah. from him. Yeah, that's product placement, product integration. Yeah. But I agree with that. I like the diamonds. They do a lot of um, like hair colorization, beauty. Uh, that yeah. comes on quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, playing to the beauty, playing to the superficial, yeah. the travel. I don't see too often, uh, but they do. I mean, pre-COVID, they flew to all these exotic places. And I, thought, I think yeah. you saw a little more then, but they're just in a resort now. But good Wait, call.
0: Also, isn't that funny? I thought The Bachelorette took place in like one house. But they're taking place in a hotel.
1: Yeah, yeah, post Is that new
0: because of COVID? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's new because of COVID. So they have the Bachelor Mansion in LA.
0: Yeah. And
1: usually they do like a few first couple weeks there and they weed some people out and then they jet off to all of these exotic places after that. Gotcha. So they just got to do it because of COVID, which makes it even more boring because the dates are... Well boring.
0: Well, and I feel like a lot of the drama happens behind the scenes where you're like just hanging out in the house, and these people don't really like, are they just hanging out in the room?
1: I guess
0: that's what I would be doing, just watching Netflix.
1: Yeah, just popping on. I mean, that's what I would do, unless you're one that one dude just studying notes, you know.
0: (laughs) In that scenario, I would be like advertising the hotel, Mm. advertising like different restaurants at Indian Wells because that's where it takes place, like anything that's reflective on the TV show
1: them with you there run those commercials too yeah yeah if they're buying out your place get a spot yeah like you can negotiate that into like yeah you should get a tv spot okay so you didn't like the show that's okay what would you change about the show what would make you caitlin enjoy a show like this come on like give me a little something what would you
0: make what would you do Well, things like the producers planting the notes like that to me is just like, I can't suspend Uh, my disbelief if that was. If that was a fiction, I would be like, "Oh shit, they they found the notes." But it's not. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to believe that that's real, yeah. and I do. I cannot believe that that's real. So little things like that, the quirkiness where people are trying to put on a show, like stop putting on a show. Just get out of the fucking limo and say <laughs> your hellos to Michelle, so she doesn't have to like put on this fake ass smile and be like, "Good job with rolling in on a fire truck." I hated that. Like people who are trying to put on a show the apple oh my god the apple oh god, uh, costume yeah. it's like just be i mean the whole thing the, she's like i want you to be authentic that's the name of the game and i'm like girl you picked the wrong group of guys <laughs> Is that like or you picked the wrong show let's be real you're you picked the, the wrong, wrong show space. and authenticity is what you're after
1: If you enjoyed the subject today and want to read more, be sure to visit our website, mcmillanphillips.com to see extra content, links to resources, and some juicy details we couldn't include today. See you there.